Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for December 2nd, 2020. And so this year, maybe wasn't the year that you expected. <laughs> a lot of things happened this year that, that kind of made 2020 a little bit different. But at the end of the day, we're still here. And it's by the grace of God. We've been studying faith and patience this year. We, we studied the life of Joseph. Now we've been studying the life of David. And so this series is entitled Greater is Coming. I want you to know that greater is coming for you. How can I say that? With confidence. Uh, with boldness, with assurity? Well, because I know that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And as you walk with God, submit to him, yield to him, to his ways, die to self, release selfishness, then yeah, greater is coming for you because you will live the life that God planned for you to have and you will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. All right? So this is part 75 of the series. The title of today's message is The God of Our Past present, and future. Our God is the God of our past, the God of our present, and the God of our future. Let's talk about it. So today I'm going to cover 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 through 10, right? So we've been studying David's life for 15 weeks now. 15 full weeks, that's three and a half months. Uh, and we've seen David kind of endure a great deal in the space between that day where the prophet showed up in his house and said, hey, I'm anointing you to be the next king of Israel, right? That day, and then him actually becoming the king, he went through a lot. So he, he went through a lot in the space between the promise and the performance of it, the manifestation of the promise. And it took about 20 years. Uh, and so now we're at the point in David's life by 2 Samuel chapter 7 where things are looking good, right? And this is, let me just say this. This is when, let's say somebody met David at this point at 2 Samuel chapter seven, and they'd be like, oh yeah, I wanna be like him. Well, you don't know what he went through to get to where he is. People see your glory, but they don't know your story, right? So this series is about faith and patience. So you can endure long enough to become that person that people will envy. <laughs> and so they, he's at this point now where he, it seems like things are going well. He's settling in as the king of Israel. He's no longer fighting against his own men or adversaries or foreign attackers. He's at peace. And so at this point, he has something on his heart. He's like, you know what? I want to do something for God. God has been so good to me. I want to do something for him. And so he summoned for Nathan, the prophet, to come. And Nathan came. Um, and David said to Nathan, hey, look, I'm living here in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of God is out there in the tent. And before David could say anything else, Nathan was like, oh, basically he was like, I know where you're going with this, Mr. King, no problem. And the prophet said to the king, without inquiring of the Lord, without asking God anything, without even letting David continue, he basically interrupted him and said, go ahead and do whatever you have in mind for the Lord is with you, right? And so he, just like that, as it is sometimes with those of us who are either required to release a word from God or to confirm a word from God, 
Sometimes we speak too soon. Nathan, he spoke too soon. He never asked God about it. So that same night, the Lord came to Nathan. <laughs> and so the Lord came to Nathan and said, listen, son, I want you tomorrow to go and tell my servant David, this, this is what the Lord has declared. Are you the one to build a house for me to live in? Now, I've never lived in a house. From the day that I brought the Israelites out of Egypt to this very day, I've always moved around from place to place in a tent or in a tabernacle as my dwelling. Uh, remember, what, what God is talking about here is that he, the Holy Spirit, is living over the bema seat of the Ark of the Covenant that is inside the tabernacle or the tent, right? And so, so, so he's like, hey, me, first person, God, I'm living with the Israelites, but they keep moving me around in these like makeshift tabernacles. So he says, no, um, no matter where I've gone with the Israelites, I've never complained to the tribal leaders. I've never said anything to them, but why is it that you haven't built me a beautiful house, right? And so the Lord knew what was on David's mind. And David was like, man, I want to build a house for God and all of that. And then the Lord went on to say to Nathan, he said, now go and tell my servant, David, this is what the Lord has said. I took you. Now, ooh, this is where I'm going to deal with on today. He says, the Lord is saying, you go tell David this. This is what I did. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture. I selected you to be the leader of my people, Israel. I have been with you everywhere you have gone. I have been the one that destroyed your enemies right before your eyes. And now let me talk about the future. Now I'm gonna make your name great and your name will be as famous as anyone who has ever lived. And I will provide a homeland for my people, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Now I had to stop at verse 10 because there's so much right there. But I'm going to continue on from there tomorrow. But, but we have enough to cover today. So what does this mean for you today? I really want to deal with what God said about David. And I'm going to deal with that. But, I, but first, I'm going to deal with something that Nathan did because Nathan made a mistake. So what does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you in this morning. I want you to rid yourself of all distractions and open up your heart to receive. You ready? Five things. Number one, here we go. The first one is about Nathan. The next four are about David. You ready? All right, number one. So number one is never assume that something is of God if you have not asked God about it. So never assume, don't make that assumption. So when the prophet came, the prophet was summoned. David started talking before David could even finish the question. He was like, Psh, go ahead. God is with you. Whatever you have on your mind, God is with you. God has approved it. God has sanctioned it. Go ahead. It's like, dog. Then that night, the Lord had to visit the prophet and give him instructions on what to say right? And then later on, we're going we're gonna to see, we have to stop here at verse 10 today, but as we continue, basically the Lord is going to tell David, no, you can't build the house. You're going to get everything ready, but your son is going to build me the house. And so now you have Nathan basically telling David, go ahead, when God didn't say go ahead. And so just, just because something, see, Nathan knew it was a good thing, what was on David's mind, but sometimes it could be a good thing and not a God thing. So what do we learn about this? Well, just because something is good, that doesn't mean that God wants you to do it. Oh, let me repeat that. Just because something is a good thing, that doesn't mean God wants you involved. God wants you to do it. So don't assume that you know what God wants you to do if you never even ask God. Like, have you asked God? Have, there are a lot of things that sometimes we do and God is like, man, she's doing it. She didn't even ask me. 
He's doing it. He didn't, he didn't even ask me. If we're not careful in our zeal for wanting to please God. Now, I'm not talking about people that are trying to do something wrong. I'm talking about people that love God, right? That, that, that want to please God. But in our zeal for wanting to please God, sometimes we actually wind up doing things out of our own heart and not out of God's heart because we didn't even ask God about it. So sometimes when we do that, okay, the truth is sometimes those things work out. And God is, God is like, okay, that was okay. But then sometimes they don't work out because we never asked God. God. God never gave us the okay because we never asked the question. So if you are not careful, look at me, let me say this. If you are not careful, you can become a man or woman of God who is so comfortable with God, and this is dangerous. You can become so comfortable with God and his ways that you actually wind up living in your humanity and not your divinity. Mm. So don't get so comfortable with God that you trust your humanity. Because if you live this way, I'm telling you that eventually you're going to do something. Inevitably, you're going to do something on your own that God didn't lead you to do, that God never gave you the approval to do. And then now you're going to have to deal with the consequences. And you're going to be like, hey, God, why is this happening? It's like, well, you never asked me. I was never part of the equation. So while the goal is to be intimate with God, right, never get so comfortable with God that you don't even inquire of the Lord. Say amen to that, all right? Number two, the Lord took credit. Now, these next four points are all about David, and I love it too. I love what, what the Lord said here. So number two, the Lord took credit for selecting David for his purpose. The Lord took credit. The Lord said, look, look I want to be clear about this, David. I'm the one who took you from tending sheep. I selected you when you were tending sheep in a pasture, and I'm the one that selected you and grabbed you from there and made you the king. So while David was minding his own business, one day tending to his father's sheep out there in the fields, he got called. His One of his brothers was like, hey man, there's this dude at the house, uh, some stranger dude. I don't know. He was going to do something with us. There's none of us. Hurry up. Just come. Dad said come. And he runs out of the field and he gets his divine assignment from God and the prophet anointed him with oil. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that very day and he was anointed to be the king of Israel. See, like David, let me be clear about this. The Lord selected you. The Lord selected you for a specific purpose. He did it from the foundations of the world. He did it by grace. David did nothing to earn it or deserve it. You did nothing to earn it or de deserve it. It is the unmerited favor of God. It is the unearned grace of God. You are not a mistake. You were born when you were born. You were born where you were born because of why you were born. God put his why in your heart from the foundations of the world. And after you make Jesus your Lord, and after you willingly die to self, pick up your cross daily, you give up your selfish desires, you, you put God's plans above your plans. And as you start to walk that thing out, then listen, you will become the man, the woman that God called, destined, designed, desires for you to be. And then God will take credit for you as well. I love it. God said, tell my son, I'm the one that did that. And, and so I love it. So think about this. What if God is looking down at you right now while you're watching this video and God is looking at you and he's pointing at you and he says, that one right there, he's mine. That one right there, she's mine. Don't you want to live your life in such a way where God will take credit for you? God will be able to say that one right there, that, that's one of mine. That, that one right there, that's one of mine. You want, to, you want to submit to him so that he can point at you and say, yep, that one right there, that's one of mine. He will take credit for you. Say amen to that. All right, number three. The Lord took credit for giving David his life's assignment. So not only did he say, look, I'm the one that picked you 
right? Picked you over there. Uh, you, you've been picked out when he was out there with the sheep. And then he gave him his life assignment. The Lord said, I selected you to be the leader of Israel. You are not a self-made man. You're a God-made man. I'm the one that selected you to be king. I'm the one that gave you a specific assignment from the foundations of the world. I'm the one that came up with this idea. This was not your idea. This was my idea. Never in a million years, David, would you have ever thought that you're going to go from shepherd boy to reigning king. But I thought that for you. And I came up with that idea. David discovered his purpose. And so he was able to become the man that God called him to be because he got a revelation of it. So my question to you is, have you discovered your divine purpose? Have you discovered your divine assignment? Do you know why you are on this planet? You're not just here to go to a few parties, suck in air, blow out air, have some fun and then die. No, you are here for a specific assignment. You are here for a tailor-made purpose. Life takes on new meaning, new clarity, once you discover your purpose. But let me be clear about this. You can't come up with it. David didn't come up with it. God was like, I'm the one who came up with it. See, purpose cannot be decided by you, right? It can't be developed by you. You can't say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to No, 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 no. Purpose can't be decided or developed by you because it was decided by God before the foundations of the world. And so what, since you can't decide your purpose because God decided you must discover your purpose. You must discover. Your goal is to find it, follow it, and finish it before you die. Say amen to that. All right, number four. I told you, I'm trying to teach this morning. I'm trying to, to not preach, but this is some good stuff. All right, number four. The Lord took credit. Oh, this is so good. The Lord took credit, credit for protecting David for his purpose. So remember, God assigned David over here. Matter of fact, even before that, David had an encounter with a lion and a bear, and David killed the lion, killed the bear with his bare hands. Then he was anointed to be the, the next king of Israel. And then, boom, it took over 20 years for that thing to happen. And the Lord said, listen, I want to be clear about this. I'm the one. I was with you. Don't act like you, you did all of that yourself. No, 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 no. I have been with you the whole way. I'm the one that went before you. I'm the one that destroyed your enemies right before your very eyes. While you was killing Philistines, I was the one that was doing the, ki the killing of the Philistines for you. Don't act like you did it. You're not a self-made man. I'm taking credit for this. I'm taking credit for protecting you. I'm telling you, one of the greatest things that God did for me when I, was a, I just got saved, uh, uh, and, and it's like the Holy Spirit took me down memory lane. And the Holy Spirit was like, do you remember this? Like I've been, I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn, and I've been shot at multiple times. And one time I was shot at with a sawed off shotgun and they still missed. And um, I've had knives to my throat. I, when I was 11 years old, I had a 357 Magnum placed in my head. And the Lord was like, do you remember this? I was like, yep. Do you remember this? Yep. Do you remember this? Yep. That was me. God was like, that was me. I was, I was shielding you. I was protecting you for your purpose. Even before you acknowledge me as Lord, my hand was upon your life, son. See, the Lord placed his purpose inside of David. And then God watched over David to protect him until he became the man that he was called to be. I'm telling you that if you would take time, go into your prayer closet this weekend and go in there or maybe even tonight and just say, okay, God, talk to me. What have you been doing for me? God will show you things that he's done for you that you thought you did. You thought somebody else did. No, that was God shielding you and protecting you. I'm telling you, you don't know the many times that God kept, watch this, you don't even know until you get to heaven, you won't know that how many times you've been driving on a road and then right on this side, there's a drunk driver coming and the drunk driver is about to run into you and you can die right there and God will just 
blow that vehicle that way so that it doesn't hit you. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how many times God has kept you from an accident. You don't know how many times God has thwarted an attack against you. You don't know how many times somebody's been scheming against you and God shielded you from it. God protected you because he deposited his purpose inside of you from the foundations of the world. And now he's been protecting you for the, for such a time as this. He's been shielding you for your purpose. Say amen to that. All right, number five and finally. After all of that, the Lord took credit for this and this and this and this and this. And then God says, you've been looking back. I took credit for that, to credit for that, to credit for that, to credit for that. Now, David, I want you to look forward. Okay, what's, what's forward? Well, I'm going to take credit for the next thing too. God, number five, the Lord took credit in advance for what he had yet to do in David's life. He says, listen, now I will make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on earth. I selected you for your assignment. I picked you to be the king. I shielded and protected you while you were in the processing phase. And now I am the one that's going to make your name great. And I'm going to make you as famous as everyone who has ever lived. I'm telling you, God has been good. As I close, let me tell you this. Look at me. God has been too good to you. For you, number one, to think that he's brought you this far to fail, right? He's not done with you yet. God still wants to work in your life. God has been good to you, yes, but he, is not, he wants to take you from victory to victory. He has not brought you to this point to fail you now. God will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will never turn his back on you. And as I close, let me tell you that our God, no matter how good he's been to you, no matter how good, how, no, you can say, well, Rick, you don't know how good God has been to me. If God never did anything else, he's already done enough uh, uh, for me to praise him every day of my life. I'm cool. I understand that. But that's not how God works. God is a God of progression, not a God of regression. With God is forward ever, backward never. The best is yet to come. Greater is coming for you, right? And so if you're still breathing, if you're still alive, if this blood's still flowing through your veins, then God is not through with you yet. And greater is coming. God is going to continually progress in your life. He's the God of your past, the God of your present, and the God of your future, and greater is coming for you. Say amen to that. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I got through it. Oh my God, that was so good. I want you to repeat after me now. Say this. Say, Father, you are the God of my past, my present, and my future. You are the God of my yesterday, my today, and my tomorrow. You are the God of my already, my right now, and my not yet. <laughs> so you have been, you are now, and you will always be good to me. You chose me from the foundations of the world. You called me by name from my mother's womb. You sanctified me for my purpose. You have given me a specific assignment. And not only that, but after revealing your purpose to me, you have kept me in the space between the promise and the performance. You have called me to arrive at your overall expected end for my life. And you have graced me every step of the way. It's not always been easy. Your purpose is not going to be manifested without opposition. But you have given me the grace to overcome every obstacle, every attack, and every attacker 
and to come out on top. You have kept me from more battles than I even know. You have been working in my life, all my life, <laughs> and for that, I will never cease to give you praise. So this morning, Father, I look back, I look around, and I say thank you. And then I look forward, and I declare that greater is coming for me because you're the God of my past, my present, and my future. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Don't you want my notes? Go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox. Every day you'll do that for free. So listen, if this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat because I read every comment. And then share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. And then as you go into this day, just remember, God did not bring you this far to fail now. He's the God of your already, the God of your right now, and the God of your not yet. And over here, greater is coming for you. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.